Welcome to Do Be a Monster. It's a monster episode. I bet you were wondering where they were hiding. Who? And they're right in the dark where you're not expecting it. Is that like supposed to be like a monster dark yeah. thing? That's cool. Yeah, it's like the way that these episodes come out are like an unpredictable monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You never know when you're going to get a monster By episode. design, yeah. Well, hey, we're the Don't Be Nidium guys, and this is the 17th installment of Doobie Monster. Damn it, I wrote 16. You keep, dude, you literally did that last time. Oh, God. <laughs> Why don't you just look? It says... I write it at the top of my shit. <laughs> yes, but... Yeah, I'm going to fix it right if now. If you go to the episode, it says which number it is. Damn it. Even on Spotify? <laughs> yeah, it's in every single one. Even on You know what's funny? I never think to look there. I'm like, I got to look back at my old notes because I always title my notes. I would not trust your notes. My notes are always wrong. <laughs> uh, sorry, I think I feel like I came came at you hot. No, there. that's good. It's great. It's kind of like when you're like, oh, do I just, you know, am I accomplishing enough in life? And then someone's like, you actually did more than you thought you did. That feels great. What? Because I thought it was episode 16. You're like, no, it's 17, man. Oh, so you just kind of like gained a whole episode. I actually feel good because of that realization. Cool. We got another one. Yeah, just like that, without even trying. Right. So, yeah, it's the 17th Sweet 17. And even though we typically research the histories of idioms, we love monsters so much that we just thought we'd say, hey, once in a while... This will be like a little side show. It's great. Right? Well, we just got so excited about monsters in the early episode. That's why this happened. It was an accident. It was organic, is I guess what I'm thinking. An organic accident. Yeah. And yeah, so Albert and I each brought a monster to the table today. And there's been some there's been some uh some cryptid sightings over the last few months. Yeah. Maybe I, this is very, some of you very have suspect. Seen some of this <laughs> stuff that's got like they're really scraping the barrel here. Uh, the the sightings that are out there right now, pretty. I mean, okay, so there was a there was shocking. a recent a recent Bigfoot sighting, and the video was pretty damn clear. It's like from a helicopter or something. A train, I think. A train up high in the sky. A train? What do you mean? It wasn't like high in the it sky. It felt like it was from a no. Imagine like an aerial. Imagine view. you're in a train and uh-huh. you're like going through a valley. Okay. And oh, so there's a hill. It's like the hillside, yeah. All right. To me, it looked like they were looking down. Okay, definitely not from a, from an air <laughs> an airplane. Maybe it's because you were standing. Like I was probably- standing. <laughs> That's why. It's probably because you were standing over me while watching it. Right. It's like whenever I it's like whenever I stand up and watch a movie, I'm like, another airplane movie? <laughs> Haven't we had enough of this? But it's only the scenes where you're standing. I'm standing the whole time. I forgot to sit down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That'd be a funny. It's like that. <laughs> it's probably like that. That should be a th- I would watch that show. Well, anyway, these people Airplane all- standing movie guy. <laughs> 
Dude, that's the name of the movie? Like he's like he can't figure out that the movie's <laughs> looks like like everything looks slightly different from a different angle. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't figure that out. Right. Did you get really small? Yeah, you're sitting down. You're like, you're I, I walked away from you. <laughs> oh, and I'm sitting down. I sat down and I pushed myself away from you. <laughs> Take that guy to that optical illusion museum in Philly. He's like, what? Everything's normal. I want my money back. Well. And then he goes outside and he's like, oh my God. The point of all that being (laughs) the angle these people were watching it at. (laughs) To me, it looked like they were on a train going through like a valley. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you see a Bigfoot, like, I don't know, like. 40 yards away. Bright sunlight. It's bright sunlight. He's walking and then he, then he squats. Squats down. That's it. I mean, it clearly was like someone wearing a costume. It seemed like. It set up. It seemed like a bit of a setup. It looked too good. And then he's like, the guy's just like, looks like you're just squatting down over there. It's like, <laughs> you're, you're saying that because you knew he was going to because that was part of the thing. He's like, remember, I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to squat down. And you say, hey, he's taking a squat. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, shut up, you idiot. Well, it's interesting that Bigfoot was one of the big 2023 sightings. A Loch Ness. We got Loch Ness. Also got New York Post Who? attention. I mean. Yeah. yeah Is that, New York Post one of those funny magazines? Yeah, it's like, a funny. Like Batman, yeah. Batboy Lives. Is it that extreme? I think that's the uh, Enquirer, right? Enquirer? Uh, I don't know. Um the New York Post is like just below Bat Boy shit. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty good then. Yeah. So we saw two uh, Loch Ness. I mean, I'm, I guess posts. I'm joking. It's a, it's a, they think they're like a reputable news source. No, no. Okay, I don't know though. I just forget because you know if mm. you're reading cryptid stuff, it's a big difference if it's written in the real newspaper or like one of yeah. those. New York Post is like, yeah, it's, it could be true, but like they'll, they'll also like publish conspiracy. Shit, so they're like, they're like a little bit wacky. Yeah, a little wacky. Okay. All right, that's fine. Wack- and wacky to the right. Bad. Oh, <laughs> damn it. All right, well, anyway, neither of the articles looked very good, but they did post two about the Loch Ness Monster sightings. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she's like a 51-year-old <laughs> woman photographer, and she's had them since 2018, but was worried about she's public worried about ridicule. Getting, yeah, getting made fun of. So she didn't publish them, but then she's like, actually, I kind of like public ridicule. <laughs> yeah, and actually, <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> and mommy needs a new tummy tuck. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... This is she the, didn't know. She didn't need a tummy tuck. But, you know, she's paying. She's using it to everything. A nose job. She's just ready to spend some it's money. Like she just wants and so to, she published like these modification, Body modification and stuff. one of them leads you to think you're looking at a glowing white eye, which, you know, I, it's a, unfair I feel to like toy it's a, a trick of the brain. It's like you, it you want to make like an eye head, and there's round. an eye there. Yeah. It's like, like, that could be an eye. <laughs> it's an eye. Like, this room is full of eyes, actually, now that I look at it. Well, there's dishes and things in it. Right. <laughs> Pots. Yeah, the, yeah. Corks. Lots of circles. If you look at them the right way. Lots of circles, right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, we are seeing they're still out there. Cryptids are alive and well. You're welcome. Yeah, not that, you know, but not, this isn't like a cryptid show. Oh, though. no, no, no. This is a monster show. Right, right. Yes. I. You know what? I want to be clear about that. that. You bring that up. Yeah. You know, crypt is very widely used word now. I feel like it wasn't so much before. And I wonder if people are afraid to say monster because they think cryptid seems like it carries a little bit more like 
Like, because you could be Science, a cryptozoologist. Like, yeah, or a cryptozoologist, but I mean, you can't be a monsterologist. Yeah. Although there probably I mean, I'm are sure there monster. is monsterologists. Yeah. yeah, especially like, you know, like uh, academics who study like ancient texts that portray, yeah. you know, like crazy creatures and trying to determine like what they are yeah. based off of like, you know, they're like monsterologists. That's sort of. a cool job. Right. That should be a job. Maybe I'm, it is. I'm, that's what, I thought you were talking about a job that exists. I'm just imagining what a monsterologist would be. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it would be so cool, like, oh, we're a bunch of old texts reading guys, and then there's, like, everybody's pretty much just like, yeah, old texts, smooth sailing, no problems. <laughs> but then, like, they're like, nine out of ten of them were like, oh, here's another one of those monster pages that I gotta go through. And then there's that one guy, he's like, wow, baby, this is what it's all about. And he's, like, the world's first, like, monster freak or whatever that's funny yeah that, like you know <laughs> oh baby like that would be like the only reason i'd want to get into the old stuff yeah i mean you just see so much cool like you know like those old like nautical yes mo- whale monsters and yeah these like that would be like what if you were like there was like 10 map maker makers in town regular straight max same <laughs> idea as before but like there's like a goth map maker and he's like yeah it's all like the monsters like he's like the map part's not that good but look at these freaking things i would buy that one and they made those fucking right, right. there was a, there was a guy who was adding monsters to maps right i have a hero and maybe they we should see i mean like are these people celebrated uh, by dude, cartologists all i know is if we were both like goth cartologists if we were like yeah like part part of like a map making crew right like and everyone's like oh you make maps I'll, i make maps and they're like you have a big meetup you're like check this out <laughs> it's like you're like their monsters are sag <laughs> <laughs> yeah you wonder anyway fascinating so- <laughs> stuff <laughs> um, all right, all right everything is running really smoothly here at the show <laughs> And, uh, All right, so we're gonna play Monster we're Wars. Play Monster War, and we'll be right back. Or you might hear the whole thing. I forget how we do it. All right, so I'm going first. We're gonna just gonna zoom through this. You're gonna walk away feeling pretty clever that you know something brand new. But. As Robert Burns Day is quickly approaching, January 25th, I thought that it would be appropriate to conduct some research on a Scottish monster. Is it the old Loch Nessie? It is not Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yep. Okay. But I thought about doing Loch Ness. All right. So, um, you know, I poured Albert... A glass of whiskey. I knew it. Scottish whiskey. Scottish Highland whiskey. I was like, this is good. His monster's going to be from Scotland. I just happened to have a Highland whiskey. And so that's what we're drinking right now. He just happened to go to the store two hours earlier and have himself an Highland whiskey. (laughs) Well, well, look, what do I have here? I did not plan this. I love it. It worked out because I I did want to make sure we had some scotch for this. But we're going to be going to the second highest mountain peak in the, all of the British Isles called Ben Macdui. Right. And this is a 4,296-foot mountain in the Cairngorms mountain range. Okay, that's up there. So we're going to... I mean, it's not that far from Inverness, actually, where the Loch Ness Monster is. 
Right. And me and Alex got to visit the Loch Ness when I used to live in Scotland. I lived in Scotland for a year and I had a chance to see the Loch Ness mo- monster in person. Well, the monster wasn't there. He was running for mayor in another county. <laughs> he, that would be the easiest uh-huh. win. Uh, yeah, the Loch Ness I mean, monster ran for mayor of a county in Scotland. This just in: the Loch Ness monster is proposing and has won the candidacy. The candidacy. <laughs> People were like, "Really?" So I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm not gonna tell you the monster just yet. All right, but I want to introduce you to a professor from the 1800s named J. Norman Colley. Hello, James Norman Colley. So this was an English, he was a scientist, he was a mountaineer, and he was an explorer. And he's kind of a big deal. I mean... Yes. I mean, you might not know that just yet, but... I've heard... What is, you know, being like a scientist, explorer, mountaineer, that was like a thing. Those guys were like into all that. I, it was a whole a whole lifestyle. Like they weren't just like couch potatoes that are like, I love science. Right. They're like, oh, I've got to get in the silence. Dude, he wasn't even... the top of the mountain. He wasn't even doing... He was just like... He wasn't even doing science experiments. He was just like go, being the first to go up like different crags in the awesome. Alps and the Canadian Rockies and... Um, yeah, that's Alex. And It is like Alex, yeah. But this guy was also a scientist. One of those weird guys was... Uh, no offense, was Alex. Like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, Alex, you can be a scientist. You're a nurse. Like, you, like, do science. You this use is, science. But this is the kind of scientist this guy was. He invented the first x-ray photograph. All right. Like, that's... He he worked can at the... Can you imagine um, that guy walking into the bar back then? It's like, okay, everyone loves him. <laughs> I'm just a dweeb. Was he hot? I bet he looked good. He was. He was rugged. He, he looked like an old uh, English guy. Oh, he was old. He looked like an old English. Well, I mean, you know, hard living. But he was. Uh, so he was at the University College London. He was a professor of organic chemistry. This is a guy who was elected to the Fellow of the Royal Society of Edinburgh in 1888, mm-hmm. and a Fellow of the Royal Society um, in England in June of 1896. What I'm getting at is this guy was, you know, well respected. Yeah, it right? sounds like it. He was taken seriously. He was a man that people looked up to. Big they, square they valued, chin. He he didn't even have that square of a chin. He oh, just, damn. You just you just this is the guy. All right. And he also was like the first to scale certain mountains in the Isle of Skye, um, in the Alps. Like so, this guy was like a real deal. He like got out there. Yeah. Messed around. And that and you can be a scientist for that. And he wasn't even doing science work. He right. Just, I mean, he's just like, I'm just going climbing. So I'm checking it out. One other interesting fact that's about him is that um, there's a claim in this book uh, that came out in 2013 that he may have inspired Arthur Conan Doyle with some characteristics for Sherlock Holmes. Whoa. So this guy was like in that circle and maybe Doyle like, was like, this hey, guy. this guy's got a look. Yeah. And he's just like a go-getter. He's clever. He sees things other people don't see. I love it. I'm going to make this a whole thing. Could you imagine someone meeting you and be like, I got to write you (laughs) in. I got to write that. Whatever you're doing is going in. Right. That's like a spark. 
I mean, yeah. So he um he was invited to speak to give a speech at the twenty seventh annual general meeting of the Cairngorm Club in Aberdeen. And cl- mm. again, Clan Gorm is that range in the Highlands, right? <clears throat> And they're and like, so, we love it, don't we, boys? <laughs> and they're all like, roo, 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 <laughs> like winds and snow blowing through the mountains. They're like, it's our kind of place. And they're like patting each other on the back. That's a, yeah, like, you can just envision that. <laughs> so at this meeting, he got up. You know, this is like an illustrious scientist. He's an explorer. He's a mountaineer. And he gets up there and he... He uh, shares this experience that he had 34 years earlier. Oh my God! In 1891, yes. and this is—I'm just going to read the actual quote of what he said at this meeting. I was returning from the cairn on the summit in a mist when I began to think I heard something else than merely the noise of my own footsteps. For every few steps I took. I heard a crunch and then another crunch as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the length of my own. I said to myself, this is all nonsense. I listened and heard it again, but could see nothing in the mist. As I walked on and the eerie crunch crunch sounded behind me, I was seized with terror and took to my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles nearly down oh my God. to the Rathi Merkis forest. Whatever you make of it, I do not know, but there is something very queer about the top of Ben Macdui, and I will not go back there again by myself, I know. Dude, that's nuts. Like, you know, whatever was going on there, could you imagine being being like ah ah and like hiding behind boulders for five miles in the mountains that is a never-ending amount of like fear sweat time yeah oh my god so that no wonder he's like i remember it like it was yester fucking day (laughs) because it's 34 years later five miles of panic would be like at least what like two three hours and More? he was not okay until he was at the bottom. That's what I'm saying. That's like, like I know. It's a long time. It's not like walking a flat street, you know, uh, casually for five miles. Right. And it's just the thing that's cool about it is that this guy is not, he's not like your, your crazy kook out there. No. Also, he seems really driven and brave as well. Right. Like not, not one to rattle easily. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of, kind of why I wanted to set up. That I was the, wondering. I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> and then I forgot what the show was all about. <laughs> so it was nice to get a, a, like, a, oh, ghoul, yeah. a ghoul in nice. there. It was like really shocked me. Well, you know, it's the power master of, story the power of storytelling. <laughs> Wait to hear mine. <laughs> so, what this queer thing was that that Jane Norman Collie spoke of was the Amferlilath Moor, which is a Scottish Gaelic for the big gray man of Ben Macdui. Whoa. Sounds like the Irish Bigfoot. It is. Scottish, I mean. <laughs> it, it is the Scottish Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, the, the like word of like a Yeti or the, or the Bigfoot mm-hmm. probably would not have gotten to like this circle right. yet right you know it's the it's the early early 1900s mm-hmm. scotland you know like there's there's not much of that like 
those like international kind of cryptid things I, yeah, I, coming in. I feel like, you know, real or fake, it's like things emerge out of imagine out of like a man, like the fear of man or like what we like something there. Uh, it's like how every, uh, every continent has a dragon yeah, like a right, myth, yeah. but they they wouldn't have been able to all know like, like each everyone's other's... like oh yeah because you know what humans think are crazy is like giant flying fire breathing <laughs> reptiles it's like that's pretty much yeah that's pretty much the scariest thing and they all came to that yeah on their own yeah like it's... well and just like how you know with like the bigfoot sort of legend you're alone you're in any sort of mountainous or woodsy yes. area where you can't you don't know what's in front of you exactly by 100 feet right. There's all of that unknown. And so, of course, like the scariest thing you can imagine is like some sort of 10 foot hairy yes. humanoid creature in front of you. And so, so many different cultures independently kind of create it. I think I've got it. Actually, I think I know exactly why. You just brought me to it. It's like when you're out in the wilderness, the like the, the thing that is like the most dangerous other than like the elements, oh. <laughs> like I'm saying, like if you're going to come across a wild animal. Like the the go to I think broad answer you do not want bear. to in the woods run into a bear yeah. right but if you're a person that maybe has some confidence about like how bears act and blah 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 maybe you're a little bit cooler but I feel like the Bigfoot or the Yeti or the Sasquatch or whatever could be like one of those one of those people out there that's like all right I'm good with the nature and I know the fe- I know the danger of bears whatever but it's like but they're just like out there walking for hours they're like but what if it was bear-like, but it was had like the intelligence of a human. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like right. a big bear-type human. Right. That's scary as fuck. <laughs> right. And uh, so many people are going to be like, that's... <laughs> Is that like a stupidly easy answer? <laughs> no, I, I think a lot of people walking in the woods alone are going to be like, that, I can't yeah, deal with that. because a bear is scary enough, but if it has... It matches your intelligence too. Uh-huh. That's fucked. Well, so this is this is that this is that for Scotland. So I believe him is what I'm saying, dude. Could you imagine being there in that auditorium while he's telling that story? Yeah, right. I was probably like the most like the best story that they they were just like, what the fuck just happened? I thought he was retiring. <laughs> Right, and then I jump out from behind. He's like, "Yeah, I saw it too," because <laughs> that's the thing that would be annoying. If I saw something, I couldn't tell it eloquently. I'd be like, "Guys, I, I this is just just nuts." All right, speaking of telling something eloquently, sorry, back, your whole history. I just gotta. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was waiting for you to move along. Signal. <laughs> I think yeah, I it, thought you told the story already. <laughs> That's the introduction. <laughs> oh, well, relax, people, and kick back. Because we are in for a wild ride. So, very tall humanoid. Some reports have said eight feet, but Al, some have said 20 feet. That is a whole 20, different level. 20 feet is huge. Right. That's huge. 20 feet is like your brain is going like, I can't, like, I can't process that. I don't think most people can process something that big. No. Like Eight, a moving creature. Yeah. So no. um, 
typically covered in short gray hair, although one description it was brown. And this is the other thing that I thought was cool about it, and that also that also does separate it from like the Bigfoot type of of mythos, is that the gray man is more encountered as a, a physical sensation as opposed to actually being there in physical form. Interesting. So it's like a, it's almost like you sense the presence, but not so yeah. much. It's like more of like you you sense it as opposed to to seeing it. Which See, that's more deeper. Like that's phantasmagoric deeper. element. You know, that's deeper. Is it? You'd have to be a child to not understand <laughs> that that's more intense. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's like when you're a kid and someone's like, the book is better. And you're like, yeah, right. The movie's got pictures. It's like, whoa. And then you grow up and you're like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> the movie sucks. <laughs> Dude, right, like that. The presence sense, you don't have to see anything. Your mind is making it up even scarier. Well, that's like the thing, like the the most the most evidence that accompanies it is the audio element, which is the crunching of the feet where for every three steps you take, this thing takes one step. That That's how much bigger its stride is. It's crazy. So, a lot of people, so after Kali came out with this um this mentions this in his speech, a lot of people came forward saying we've also experienced that um, on on Ben Kendui. That's crazy. Uh, He's like, ben yeah, Mac right. Du- of course you have. All of a sudden, <laughs> but no, like w- you know, as scientists, it makes you wonder if they would like, like, what if they were like, we got to go study this. What if this is some audiolog- audiological phenomenon or something? Right. Like that should have been his, th- like he should have been like, I'm done with real science. I'm just going to figure this shit out. But instead it just shook him to his core where he's like, I'm never going up there alone again. Oh, right. I wonder if he went with other people though. I, he probably did. He probably did. Um, sometimes there's a high pitched humming or a, like a Gaelic singing that can be heard that mm. accompanies the gray man. Um, so like you That's like sense nice. it and you just like sort of hear like a Gaelic singing, right? And in this regard, some think of it as maybe being a guardian uh, of um, of Ben McDewey. Oh, dude, that's actually kind of sweet. Like, if you were tripping and you were like, and then you're just like, the presence is among us. The presence is among us. Yeah. That, like, that could go really wrong, too, but that could feel good. Could. <laughs> But so Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot doesn't have this, you know, these kind of like, no, you know, these, these, uh, psychic sort of effects. That's because Americans are too dumb for that. They're like, it has to be physical, <laughs> physical. I'm talking physical, physical. That is crazy. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. So after Kali's tale came out, all of these other people came forward and said, we also had experiences like this. And one of them was this guy, his name was Dr. A.M. Callis and his brother Henry. They saw an enormous figure approaching them from the other side of the cairn. Mm. And then since it's so foggy and misty up there all the time, he like dipped into the fog like around this bed. Oh, God. And then the mist cleared and they didn't even stay long enough to look. They just turned and ran. Was uh, That is... I couldn't deal with that okay was this day or night it did they probably don't it, say well, that it's so misty that it 
probably felt very dark. Yo, the mist, like when your senses are like, woo, you know, like that is weird. Uh-huh. And I feel like, ooh, the mist, right? It's like there's more moisture in the air, right? So sound travels better too. So I bet everything feels like you have like soft headphones on or something. Like, oh, yeah. I bet that's like part of what, the, what if that's part of the whole sound thing? Yeah, I mean. Maybe that, there's like an audiological phenomenon going on up there. Well, and that's what they need to like figure out because yes. like, that's a strange sensation. That's where the money needs to be spent. In 1943, this mountaineer, Alexander uh, uh, Tunian, he heard this this same footstep sensation um, on the Quar et Kakan path. Fuck, it doesn't matter. I don't even know how I try to say it. It sounds good to me. But out of the fog, he saw this huge, strange, enormous shape, and he pulled his revolver and shot at it, and then he sprinted away. Did he hear it go, <laughs> No. <laughs> Um, so then there's you like, imagine shooting like, oh, and then running? There's other sightings, and they go all, all the way up to 1990s. Three dudes saw one. They were like walking along a forestry plantation track, and um, they saw this dark-shaped human figure, and they felt a sense of terror. And right. one, one threw a stone, <laughs> and, it, and it ran away. And then a it few ran weeks, away? Yeah, and then a few weeks later... They were driving near the same path and a figure was chasing them at 45 miles an hour and eventually mm. stopped and just peered off as they drove away. See, that's good. That's easy. Tell that story. Like, there's nothing to it. There's like, nothing even, to it. Even if you're faking. Yeah. I'm going to end with, because, um, yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of like the main stuff about the gray man. But I just, I think it's really cool that the Highlands has have this very specific type of Bigfoot creature that's like more like spiritual or like cosmic or something. And now we can go when we do our Dude, UK uh, tour thing. Right. Uh, it's so nice that we're able to travel to places once we say them on the show. Because that's right? the only way we're allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So let's say we're uh, Jamaica, France, Italy, Madagascar. <laughs> what else is out there? okay so um i'll end with this there are some uh some of these like phenomenon have been explained um and i think they're both cool separately because they to me they're still a little creepy have you ever heard of the brock inspector no so this is when your own shadow can cast onto a cloud and has a halo effect how i saw some pictures (laughs) It's crazy. So it basically looks like there's this giant black shadowy figure uh-huh. that's moving because the sun is actually casting this like shadow of your body onto mist. Okay. So can you, like, and then all that, the mist there is moving. There it is. So there it is. But <laughs> that's the answer. Well, I'm not saying it's the answer. I just think it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like a weird, crazy effect. The Brock and shadow. Have you ever experienced Brock it? Inspector. Brock no. Inspector. I think you need to be in a very like specific kind of weather conditions. But like definitely very high. Me very and foggy Alex places. were in the high mist this one time. It felt like I was in Silent Hill. It Whoa. was, it was very. It was eerie. It wasn't yeah. scary. It was eerie. Like because we were on a ridge, and everything was white mist. So Whoa. after a couple feet, there was literally nothing. It felt like you were in negative space of like a video Weird. game or something. Yeah. The other explanation is infrasound. And I thought this was interesting because Albert and I both read this Hell House book recently. 
And there's this like scientific element to it where like the doctor's trying to like using science, like wipe the house clear of its ectoplasmic content. Right. That's the whole, it's just like his whole thing. He doesn't believe in the supernatural. He just thinks it's like some sort of uh, radio wave or something. Right. Which is a good explanation. So infrasound is, this can be generated by wind, but it's, it's, a, such a low frequency that humans can't really hear it. Okay. So it's like around 20 hertz. So infrasound is like beneath 20 hertz. Yeah. And it's been proven to or shown to create like anxiety and feelings of depression in people because they can't hear it, but they sense this Interesting. Hum. And so this professor, uh, Wiseman of the University of Hertfordshire, he figured out that like a lot of places that are supposedly haunted mm-hmm. end up having some sort of be- below 20 hertz Get out. sound. And it, that's what that, that sound creates a sort of anxiety and terror. And that's the ectoplasm humming? I mean, that's kind of like the same idea. Yo, that's nuts actually. So, but there's still like, you know, how, what co- what's causing that, that like low frequency wind sound? Um, it's still weird that it makes you feel kind of sick and like, and you don't, and if you don't hear it and you can hear it. So you're just saying that I have been downwind of a glockenspiel (laughs) for my 40 years. Yeah. That's my problem. (laughs) 100%. I'm happy, baby. All right. So that's the Amfer Lyathmar, the big gray man. Ben McDewey. And uh, we'll take a quick little break and then we'll hear all about a second monster. Super quick. For the price of one. The price of none for some of you cheap bastards. So it's our friend Chris's daughter's Frankie. Yeah. His birthday uh, coming up this weekend. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, right? Happy birthday, Frankie. Happy birthday, Frankie. So I was like, I was over there about a month ago and Frankie's a toddler right now and she was having a little bit of like a terrible twos with the uh, Mama, ba- yeah. bathtub sure. situation. But then they started joking about like a bathtub monster or whatever and then they looked it up and there is a book called like the bath monster, the bathtub monster. And I, I was like, oh, I was looking at the pictures. I was like, oh, that guy's kind of cool. Like, he's kind of creepy. Wow. So real quick, I was like, the other day, I was like, oh, shit, their birthday's coming. So I wanted to send them a copy of the book because I feel like they probably forgot that. that yeah. whole, you know, like, that yeah, would be yeah. a good book, you know? Right. Remember that memory. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I have a memory. So <laughs> I, uh, I Googled, like, bathtub monster or whatever. And I thought, and the very first thing that came up was... A bunch of uh, like Japanese characters mm. and the word Akaname. Whoa, is this a Kaidan? Uh, I think it's a yo a yogai. Okay, right? Yokai, yokai, yokai. right? Yokai, yeah. But uh, I was just kind of saying about how like we don't. There's so many monsters out there. Like, what do you pick? 
Yeah. And I feel like uh, naturally presented itself. It, uh, yes. I was looking for a book and then this thing popped up. So have you, you probably never heard of an Akinami, no. right? No. So here's their deal. They're a small goblin like child size. Uh, they hunch. Um, they have like clawed hands and feet mop of like greasy black hair mm -hmm. right and a big long tongue Ooh. for licking up your dirty bathhouses and bathrooms <laughs> that's awesome they love cleaning well they love licking your like dead skin cells oh off of like God. off of like onsens and uh, bathhouses and stuff Dude, Japanese yokai are so cool. They have, they just like, I feel like they just have one for everything. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's an umbrella. It's like an umbrella ghost. Yeah, like that movie we yeah. watched, The Umbrella Ghost. Yeah, they just have something for everything. Here's the milk spectre. All right, so you're going to tell us about this bathtub. Is it a bathtub goblin? So it's like, you know, like the bathhouses. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's the, that's like the big thing that they're associated okay. with. Okay. Um, but so their name actually means scum liquor because mm. Aka is scum and this is Nam awesome. Name is liquor, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so I already said they're 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 like big old bug eyes and they're like <laughs> they like hunch around like eh, 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 on like like claws and stuff, you know. And um, you know they're uh they're depicted as having like different skin tones like uh, like bluish black, greenish, a lot of red and. One of the like misnomers, uh, kind of the people believe, is that often when they're depicted as red, is because Aka also means red in Japanese. Oh, sure, okay. Um, so it's like in instead it would be red liquor, but they think it's like no, no, no. It's it's really more about the the filth and the dust mm. and all that stuff. Ew. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's more about the filth and the uh, dust. Yeah. So like that's their life. They just want to get into dirty. Bathrooms. And and, say, what's the and, Japanese word again? Uh, for their name? Yeah. Akaname. Akaname. Akaname, yeah. Okay, Akaname. Um, you know, they're not rarely seen. They're more something that's like uh, kind of it's like got, you just kind of know. Like you don't want to, you don't want to see it, right? But um, it goes. They go back to 1776. Sure. Uh, there was this uh, thing called the Gazu. Hayaki, which means the demons, hordes, night parade. Oh, night parade. Which I feel like we've heard like, so much about. Like, and that's like also the, the movie we watched was like the yokai. Right, like the hundred yeah. demons or the hundred. I feel like they're all referencing kind of that same thing. For sure. You know? Um, so he drew, it was like, it's a four volume thing. Like he drew this, just drew pictures of monsters and then just wrote their name. No, no description, no nothing. So there's this one um, of the this guy called the uh, Akaname, and uh, it's believed that he's created from something called ki, or energy accumulated from the dirt and dust in old bathhouses. Mm. And so he actually is like created from the muck that rises Which is from why he like enjoys human detritus so or whatever. Yes, yeah. yes. And also eats the thing that he was born out of. Wow. Yeah. Love that. Um, so the thing about this is the guy who made the the Akaname famous never wrote a description. There's just this picture I, I printed out. <laughs> and he's like, what, what I got going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. Dude, there's like, 
Some it, some it of the monsters one, are like really intense looking, but that one's one just kind of like is one nasty leg as one creepy giant toe, fingernail. Right? Yeah. yeah. This is this is a. Uh, 1886 what is this uh that's 1776 which i thought was funny was because that monster was was created in this ancient culture on the day that we started america oh interesting like we are behind (laughs) i mean if they're already coming up with this kind of stuff 1776 (laughs) um so yeah yeah so that was what made it popular but like a lot of People didn't really know what to make of it. It's like yeah. you're just kind of inferring from this. But it's believed that the the idea for this picture came from an older uh, piece of um, literature, which is the, all right, <clears throat> Kokan Hayaku Monogatiri, which is the critique of A Hundred Tales Old and New. Cool. And there was this guy uh, named Yamakara Genrin. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote the book and basically it was like uh, people, there was this tradition of telling the hundred ghost stories. Remember? And again, this was yeah, part of that movie that we watched, right? right? Um, he would write the stories down and then try to, uh, like he was like a Buddhist and a, uh, what's the other, uh, what's the other? Confucius. Right, so he would try to attach meaning uh, to all of the different specters mm. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, like yin and yang. He said like everything that was everything was consisted of yin and yang, and the yin parts were an ogre, and the yang parts were a god. Wow. So he would like kind of break it all down. I guess like pretty much try to determine the meaning of of all these things. Um, that whole gathering of the hundred tales. That's what me and you watched the movie about because there was this game that became really popular. So I'm kind of moving backwards here, right? We have the... It's how they would like pass the time, right? They would play this game. You'd have to like tell these different scary stories. Yes. So I just, just real quick, like the picture I showed Ryan first, which made the Akaname like put it on the map, uh, the picture first, then you go back a little while and then it's this guy writing down these accounts of the, the hundred ghost stories. Um, and now going back even a little bit further, the it was it was actually a, a like considered a parlor game, right? And it was in the Edo period, which was from 1603 to 1867. Um, and the the process was you would have the two separate rooms, or actually they they mentioned three, but they never said what the third room was for. But so in the other room, you light a hundred of these uh, andon lamps, and then you put a mirror on the table. And in the separate room, you tell your story of something supernatural or like yeah. spooky or whatever. So cool. And then you go into the other room and you blow out a candle and you look in the mirror. And then this continues. Like people around the room do this and then the, the, the candles go down and down. And um, the idea is it's creating a space for like supernatural entities to come out essentially. You're creating this like sort of like perfect environment for them to, for them to come out. Yeah. Um, and the idea is, is if you get to the last 
story and blow out the candle that the demons and the specters and everything that you talked about are going to like come into that room Whoa. so often people would be scared and chicken to, out to go to the as it got like I, i'm a, it's 99 i gotta I, the wife's calling me i gotta go well that's amazing yeah so that the game inspired the writing down of the stories mm. uh which inspired one of the um what are they called not the only. yokai yokai yeah, yeah. That, that we're talking about that's here amazing. today. Not too shabby, huh? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and they became known as Kaidan Tales. Yeah, that's what I said in the beginning of this. You did say yeah. that. Right, sorry. I was just a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty much, you know, where it comes from. But, but there's, a, there's some offshoots of... Uh, the uh, Akaname, right? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I think people just really love licking tubs. So there's this one story in uh, the, the Nido Hanzo Zusan, which is an illustrated compilation of Japanese medicinal herbs from the Eastern regions. But apparently there's a scary story attached in here. Hmm. Maybe they just have really cool herb books. I don't know. <laughs> but basically there's this guy in the Harima province and he likes to, he has a tradition of going for a nightly soak in an onsen that's mm, like far, far from everything. He likes to go late at night when no one else is around. It's always him by himself. One night he goes in and there's a beautiful lady. <laughs> and right. he's like, wow, what do you say? And she's like, oh, would you like to share an onsen? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, can I clean your back and he's like you can clean whatever you want honey and so he turns his back and that's when she takes out her long tongue and licks the skin and muscle from his bones oh, because it's a version of a oh, sure. um, akaname story yeah right even though traditionally so like the females like sprite yeah something. yeah traditionally akaname are what would be considered like a benign uh, mm -hmm. demon like they just they don't bother they just eat the skull they don't want to see you like their whole thing is they want to be in a quiet dilapidated as much out of the way as possible but they also will come into your bathrooms if you don't keep it clean right it's so propaganda it's like you don't yeah it is probably and that's and that's all part of it is like um it's a obvious tale of like being clean, especially because this period when these stories were being uh, like recorded or whatever, that's when like the bathhouses were were first being started, really oh, first, sure. first being popularized. Yeah. So it's like obviously like I'm with all these like gross dudes, <laughs> like I want it to be clean. Yeah. So then you know that's a great one that comes up like boom. That's easy. Yeah. It just presents itself to you. Yeah. So uh, wait, there was something else. There was also like people read into like deeper you know meanings about how like. Um, you know, being clean, like the impurity or depravity or sin of worldly desires in the mind, oh, in the right. mind. Like <laughs> it's not just about, you know, it's not, well, cleanliness next to godliness, whatever, but it's all about like, some people think there's a lot of like the whole pure thought stuff. Sure. You can't even imagine this stuff in here. You no know? way, Jose. Some even think that the Akaname are like embodying some like they are so hooked on like worldly desire yeah that they just constantly clean to try to like distract themselves sort of like moral cleansers yeah 
Like, you know what I mean? They're like, don't get that bad because that's what you're going to have to do. Oh, man. You're licking it up. Their tongue is long. I, I don't know if I said that. That's like their whole thing is the tongue. <laughs> yeah, I think I got through. Okay, good. I, I just, I know I'm talking about a lot tongue. of licking. Um, okay. Uh, just some tiny things. Uh, Yokai Watch has a, in the Japanese version, they have a uh, Akaname. Oh, sure. But in the English dub version, he's called a Tub Lappa. Hmm. He's lapping up the tub. I mean, I wish they would just keep the original name. Yeah. But. Well, I watched a clip of it today. <laughs> that would suck. Well, I could only find the Japanese <laughs> on no English person. Yeah. So there's like the popular ghost character and the kid is sitting there like licking Pocky. He's like, mm, like, 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 like. And then the ghost is like, no, 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 no. And then he gets like an eclair and he licks all the, he licks all the chocolate off it. And the ghost is like, no, 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 no. So anyway, it's like. Having trouble then, picturing it, to be honest. All of a sudden, the tub lappa shows up, and he's like, "Oh!" And he's got one of these. Like, he's got a tub and this long tongue, and he's licking all this like brown stuff out of it, which is like it's not chocolate. <laughs> and I think the yokai episode was trying to be like your mom. Your mom says, "Don't be licking stuff like a crazy." Yeah, like, that's crazy. Just right. eat it. <laughs> yeah, and then because I think he's warning him that he might turn into oh, a nakaname. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got to be clean. You have got to have manners. Clean manners. Jeez. Nobody that... wants to see anybody licking something. <laughs> like, lick, lick, lick at it. That's insane. Like, I actually feel like I'm like, who licks anything? That's like, think, that's for TV. I don't lick things. If right. I have a lollipop, it's going in my mouth. All right. I'm not licking it. <laughs> no. no, yeah. Sometimes ice cream when it we, melts, which listen, feels weird. It feels weird. The only time you're looking is for the melty ice cream. That's a fact. For me, and I and I wish I had a black shield around me when it was happening. I don't <laughs> want anyone to see me do that. That's weird. People see it. I've seen it in public. Dude, people, some people are too comfortable licking. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of licking, there's also a Pokemon. That's funny. Licky Tongue. He's, an, he's apparently an Akaname, right? Yeah. And the brand Lush, the like the oh, Lush, yeah. right? They made a bubble bar, which I didn't know what that was, <laughs> called Akaname. And wait, I got a picture of it. Oh, I had other pictures I wanted to share. But look, so this is a bubble bar. It's like a oh, bath bomb yeah, okay. kind of thing. Yeah, sure. And you like, and you throw it in there. Interesting. How fun is that? That's fun. Oh, this is a tub lappy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. And then this is the lickety lick Pokemon. Oh my God. He is hungry. Licky tongue. All right. I do have to say one thing. That's pretty much it. But as I wrap up, I this woman uh, is writing this. She's got this book coming out. She was, she, it was one of the sources that I used to say. I, I can't remember what it is. But she found this Japanese app that is for parents that you can make it sound like a demon um, or a yokai is calling your kid so that they oh my don't God, that's an awesome so app. that they don't like do terrible things i guess yeah. so i found it and you're not going to be able to unless unless you speak japanese you're not going to understand what's going on here essentially but the licking will probably help you understand so just one second here okay Mushy, mushy. Boku wa 
Anyway, so I can't believe <laughs> that this is the monster that you uh, researched and then found this app with with that kind of <laughs> goblin on that, there. That's an Akaname. And, and I guess that's that's meant to scare your children into doing, There's, make sure you keep the yes. bath clean. That's terrifying. The, and, and what apparently the trick is like, you're like, I'm calling the Akaname right now. And then you, you do it and it sound, it's like on the phone. Like I would probably black out the screen so you can't see that it's like a fucking toy. Like you Man, imagine handing that to the kid. Right. Dude, I love it. And there's so many options on this thing. Oh my goodness. Well, that is a useful app right there. So listen. I'm creeped out. I know it's easy to go for bathroom humor. That's why, like, if the universe didn't point me in this direction, I probably wouldn't have gone for the bathroom licking monster. Yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't think it was, you know, no, I'm low just brow. Say, I'm just saying I wasn't going for low. Like, I, I just, it, the universe took me here. And sure, as always, with all things Japanese, I am beyond excited to have learned about it. Amazing. And that was the Akaname. Creepy. All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today while we uh, we did an episode of Dubia Monster. It does feel good to get the spookiness rolling again. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed that. And uh, we'll see you next time with a Don't Be an Idiom episode. And just have a great January. Uh, happy New Year. Happy it's a New leap year. year. Albert has brought this up three times since he's gotten here, actually. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I did. That, but not on air. No, no. Listen, if you are a leap year baby, I do want to know what it's like. Jerry from Parks and uh, Parks and Rec. Real life or the character? Character. I just want to say, if I was a leap year guy, I would be like, I would be like, I'm a leap year guy. <laughs> I would be like, that's my whole thing. That's good. All right. Until <laughs> leap year club. Leap Year Support Group. All right, so yeah, you can just send us an email if you'd like to join Albert's Leap Year Support Group. Like um, no one knows what it's like to <laughs> age one year every four years. But until next time, don't do be, be a leap year. A monster. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>